Welcome to Into the Blue, a weekly look behind the scenes of the Tampa Bay Lightning with reporters Gabby Shirley and Chris Cran. Hello and welcome to another episode of Into the Blue. I'm Gabby Shirley alongside Chris Cran, and we are both coming at you from Denver, Colorado. I wheeled my office chair into Chris's hotel room so that we could do this side by side, but we're still on a video recording, so... I'm like looking at him from across the room. (laughs) Hi, Chris. (laughs) Hello. The dedication is real, and it's nice to be together again in the Mile High City ahead of two big games, back-to-back games on the dad's trip. Ah, the dad's trip. Chris, that is where we have to start. I am feeling perhaps, I was about to say weirdly, maybe it's not weird, but I am feeling so emotional with the dad's trip going on because it's just so great to see these players and mostly dads, there are some brothers, there are some father-in-laws, um, but to have their significant person with them living out what they do day to day. It's been awesome. You can just sense all the dads are having such a great time. And as you mentioned, there's there's brothers, there's uh, in-laws and all kinds of different parties here, but it's been a blast so far. I think the guys are really enjoying it and just having them along for the ride and getting to experience what life on the road is like um, for an NHL hockey player. I think a lot of these dads have been on the trips before, but for the ones who haven't, I think it's really cool. Um, it must be just awesome to see, you know, the lifestyle that their their kids are living. And, um, you know, for the ones that have been on them, I think they're still having just as much fun. And it seems like they're all really enjoying each other's company. And hopefully the Lightning can, um, well, hopefully they will have won against the Avalanche by the time people are hearing this. And hopefully they can get another big win in Arizona. Absolutely. I think... Dads being dads, they're very excited for the hockey games that are to come. But Chris, let's give everyone a little bit of an overview of what they've been up to. We flew from Tampa to Denver on Saturday, arriving around 4 o'clock. There was a big team dinner at Quality Italian, a restaurant just around the street. Sunday, practice. And then we're going to have to touch on this. The Denver Broncos game in which the entire team, all the dads, were on the field. Us included. Yeah, that was so fun. I was weird just saying before this, like I didn't, I knew we were going to be going to the game, but had no idea we were going to be going on the field. That was awesome. That was the first time I've been on an NFL field. It was also cool to do the practice that we did at University of Denver, Magnus Arena. So I know there's a lot of really cool college hockey um, arenas, stadiums around the country. And to see one like at University of Denver was cool. Quick little practice. Um, but the game was, the football game was so fun. It was just, um, so the guys were really enjoying it and being on the field, seeing those athletes up close, how big some of them are and, and how much the fans were enjoying, you know, the warmups. And we saw, um, Justin Simmons give that one fan a ball who was screaming his name for the entire warmup. That was just a really cool experience and it was pretty good weather. It was cold, but when the sun was out, it was really nice and we all had a great time. What were some of your favorite parts of, of yesterday? Or I'm sorry, I should say Sunday. Sunday. Oh gosh. I, Chris, and I keep asking when I am chatting with these dads, I keep asking them to for them to name their favorite part, and I couldn't do it back. So I really got to I got I to cut it out <laughs> because it's all been so great. Um, but yes, it was a beautiful day for football, shockingly enough. I was prepared to be painfully cold. I had a million layers on. I had the hand warmers, scarf, snow hat, like the whole <laughs> nine. But when the sun was out and you were in the sun, it was pretty comfortable. We were kind of scattered throughout the stadium and there were people that were sitting in the shade 
And I heard that they were a little bit uncomfortable after a while because they were just sitting there freezing. But Chris, you and I were in the sun. Yeah. So it was bearable. Um, and it was, again, just really cool to see a different stadium, different teams. Um, and if I have to pick a favorite part, which isn't even that specific still, but it's just being able to introduce myself to these dads. I know a handful of them from our Bolts Beginnings trips, but introduce myself to the ones I don't know and just chat. I'm a little chatty. I love it. Um, <laughs> about how they're doing on this trip, you know, stories from back in the day of their kids when they were little, like all of it. I just love it so much. And you can just see how happy everyone is to be here and to be a part of this. It's just so fun hearing like the dad's perspective of this whole thing and talking to them. It's just like you're talking to one of your friend's dads, you know, and they just see their son as their son. You know, these are NHL athletes that most people listening to this podcast would probably freak out if they met in person and be really excited. But just getting the human element of it, talking to them. And I was just laughing before. It's funny that the seats were kind of split up all throughout the stadium at the football game. We lucked out and got to sit <laughs> in the sun. And it's just funny because there was a lot of players on the other side when they didn't get any sun the whole time. And I know they were freezing. So <laughs> it's kind of funny that me and you got to <laughs> sit in the sun for a while. But the dads have been great. Like like I said, it's just cool listening to them talk. Like we were talking to Tanner Janot's dad um, before we got on the bus back from morning skate. And he was telling us a story about uh, watching Tanner in Philly. Did he say if it was in Philly or against Philly? I'm not Either sure, or. but yeah, the so, flyers were on the ice and he was telling me this everyone because I am from Philly. So he right. had to share this story. It's a good one. So they were, this is when Tanner was with Nashville, but they were playing against the flyers. Um, and Tanner scored and the lady sitting next to Tanner's dad was like, Oh, I hate that. Jano guy. I can't stand him. And, <laughs> and Tanner's dad, I guess was kind of just sitting enjoying the game. Wasn't really like cheering loudly or anything like that. And didn't really say much. And then, he had an assist and the lady again was saying how much she hated Tanner Janot and then he got in a fight and the lady was saying again how much she hated him and then he said at the end of the game he told her by the way that's my son and <laughs> and she had a laugh and um it was cool though and then Tanner walked up as we were talking to him and told us that was that game was the day after his son was born mm -hmm. um so really cool and again just seeing the human element of the whole thing it's been a lot of fun and still some more time to go so it's been a good trip so far yeah and chris it's just the stories, like I said, I, that's what I love. And perhaps even more so from people on the outside, like they look at these players and just think of superstar NHL athletes. And Mr. Janot was saying when um, his son got traded here mm -hmm. to the Lightning, him and his wife were in Nashville packing up his truck, driving his truck and his dog to Tampa because Tanner was already here. Like just, just the little things that perhaps hopefully other normal people's parents would do for them. But yeah, yeah, it's still just these small families and their sons just happen to play hockey. Yeah. And I think people forget that they're humans, right? Mm -hmm. Like that he made it sound, you know, like Tanner got traded and he was going right down to Tampa like the next day or within hours, maybe even. So it's, it was hectic. And I think people forget that sometimes with some of these trades is that these people are human beings and there's a lot going on in their lives outside of hockey. So it's tough, but I think Janos had a, a really good year so far for the Lightning, so it's been good to see him settle in. And, um, you know, Lightning fans have learned over the years with guys that get acquired at the trade deadline. It takes some time for them to get comfortable, and it's been nice seeing him kind of get comfortable in his shoes and in his role here. So Dad's trip has been great. Um, we can move on to our next segment. Andre Vasilevsky returning to the net 
first game back in Carolina. You were there. I was not, but what a game. What a crazy game. What? So many milestones <laughs> and so many game. history being made in weird, different ways with the amount of goals and the number of shots and just a crazy game. But even for the Lightning's lack of shots on goal, obviously they scored a lot, but it sounded like John Cooper was happy with the way they played defensively for the most part in front of Vassie. Yeah, that was his focus, Chris. The They limited their chances. They didn't give them a whole lot, and that's what he was most pleased about. And that is perhaps surprising to some people considering the Tampa Bay Lightning scored eight goals. And Chris, you said lots of history being made. Um, But yeah, John Cooper was pleased with the way his team defended. And Andre Vasilevsky in his first start of the season, his first win of the season, it was great to see him get that victory. And I don't want to say I was surprised, Chris, but I was nervous for him. So I am, I was very pleased with mm-hmm. how he looked in net and how this game went for the team. What are your thoughts on how Andre Vasilevsky played? Same. Like, I was very, uh, I guess, a little bit nervous as well just to see how he would perform. But he looked so sharp to me. Like, he was tracking the puck really well. We've talked about this before, too, is his ability to, when the Lightning are in trouble in their own end and maybe they've been hemmed in their own zone for a little bit, He's so good at taking a shot and like using his blocker and pushing it up over the glass and getting a whistle for the lightning. I think he's that's an element of his game maybe that goes um, unnoticed sometimes, I guess, for lack of a better term. But just the sharpness was the most surprising thing to me. Like he looked like he hadn't missed any time at all. His, his structure looked really good and um, just really nice to see him so sharp. And we know he's been itching to get back in there for a while. So really excited to see what he can do for the rest of the season. Like it's going to be. Interesting to see if he can, you know, stay at that same high level of of play that he's shown us over the past several years. Um, But also just as we've talked about ad nauseum is his getting that rest physically and mentally. How much is that really going to help him? And I think it's going to help a lot. And the Lightning, we know they're just so confident playing in front of him. And he's probably the best goalie in the world. So as good as Jonas Johansson played and he deserves a ton of credit, there's something to be said for getting back. Vassy and and he's been great in that first game and hopefully we see more of that going forward just it, it's he's definitely brought an energy to the team as well the vibes have been good obviously they're winning games but I think everything's been good with his return yeah absolutely and Chris this perhaps doesn't even need to be said but I'm going to say it anyways injuries are part of the game and the Tampa Bay Lightning medical staff deals with them all the time and they are phenomenal at helping guys get back. But I had the pleasure of talking to our assistant athletic trainer, Mikey Poirier, prior to Andre Vasilevsky's return, just to get more of a feel for exactly what goes into the rehab process. And although it there weren't too, too many surprises, but I was just still fascinated with how they do it. So Mikey told me that the surgery was done by Dr. Jeff Cronin, Exactly eight weeks and one day from that surgery was when Vasilevsky returned to the net. But prior to that, those eight weeks, it was broken down into two-week phases. So Mikey told me that that first two-week phase is all about strengthening the body while also avoiding the movements that could cause any like irritation to the disc because obviously he had back surgery. So that was a focus there. And then they move on the next two weeks based on the progress, of course, in the first two to basic skating, the basic goalie movements. Then Mikey told me the following two weeks, you put in some of that rotation that, again, could cause irritation right after the surgery. They had to avoid that. And then the final two weeks are the practice scenarios. And then once he's cleared, 
then he gets back in the net. But I just found it the whole, I don't know, like the detailed itinerary, if yeah. you will. I didn't get a look a at it. I just kind of it. got a summary of the two weeks by two weeks process, but it was fascinating. And yes, for all of those that are wondering, Mikey did assure me that Vazzy felt great because that's what the surgery does. Once you have that surgery, you feel a million times better. The pain is gone. So he felt like he could do anything and everything right away. So it was a constant, all right, I understand, but like, let's stick to the plan. <laughs> Give yourself a second, take it easy. Uh, so that made me laugh because we've been hearing that from John Cooper for the entire duration of his recovery that yes, he was pushing to get back. And that was in fact the case. Now he's back. And yeah, I don't think he could have looked any better. Yeah. That's really cool. Listening to that, that whole process, like how does that, how do they, I mean, obviously it's past experiences and other athletes that have had the surgery, but it's pretty interesting hearing like the different, the two week little windows and mm -hmm. what they do and what they're able to do and how it all is so planned out and seems to have worked really well so far, but that's cool. That's, that's something that, that's one of those things that if you don't listen to this podcast, or I'm not sure if you did a hit on it either, but like, those are the little things that you don't know and you don't really hear about. So that's very interesting insight and great job by the medical staff. As always, we hear it all the time. The lightning, all the players say they're the best medical staff in the league. And a lot of those guys have been here for a very long time um, and have done a great job. So great to see Vassy back in the net and props to those guys for, for getting him back and, um, right on his timeline, exactly where the Lightning wanted him to come back. Mm -hmm. All right, Christopher. Shoot, maybe I should have you ask this first question as we're on the Vazzy topic. Do you want to get into this in our oh, yeah. Blue Line segment? Yes, we'll move on to the Blue Line. Again, if anyone wants to call and um, leave questions that way and hear your voice on our podcast, the phone number is 813-301-6749. The first question um, for you, Gabby, from Steven is do you have any insight slash predictions on what Vassy's workload will be for the near future? Do they feel comfortable immediately putting him in the undisputed starter spot, or do you expect them to sort of ease him back into NHL action? Thanks for the question, Stephen. And yes, that's exactly how it was written. Lots of ease <laughs> on the ease. Um, wow, that's confusing. Okay, so Stephen, in the simplest of terms... I feel that because Andre Vasilevsky has already missed the first 20 games of the regular season, he's not the workload, no matter how many starts he has, no matter what he does, right? It's already redu reduced from an 82-game season, simply put. Um, but John Cooper spoke today. I missed his press conference prior to the game against Colorado because I was chatting with the dads, so I'm really upset about that. But he said Andre Vasilevsky was going to start against the Colorado Avalanche. But I do believe he mentioned they weren't looking to overwork him. I'm not sure if he meant that in a we're going to do it differently than we have. But I just feel like they're going to stick to what they usually do. Yes, Andre Vasilevsky gets a ton of starts. He's the best goaltender in the world. But like I said, he's already 20 games into the season and is fresh. Only, has only played one game. Um, so perhaps it's just they're going to do what they typically do. And Jonas Johansson has proven that he can play really well as well. So he'll get in there when they see fit. But mm -hmm. I'm under the impression, Chris, and I haven't actually asked anyone, but I'm under the impression that it's just, it's normal as yeah. they've done it in the past. Full steam ahead. It seems that way. I haven't heard anything otherwise. He looks really good. He feels really good. But 
you're right. They know that they can put Jonas in net and be a good team, and they know that they can trust him as mm-hmm. the backup goaltender. Obviously proved himself and played extraordinarily well. Um, and, you know, a lot of games that he's not used to playing that much. So I think that was probably an adjustment. He did a great job. Cooper did, you know, mention him in his answer, and I think that was the exact reason is just, you know, we're going to ride Vassy and play him like we normally would. But they know that they have Jonas back there. He's going to get his starts. He's going to play as well. I think a lot of Vassy's uh, recovery, for lack of a better term, will just be <laughs> exactly that. It's his recovery. That's going to be what he's focusing on, I think, moving forward. As he talked about that even last year or at the end of the year, that he needed to take care of his body a little bit more and not push himself so much. He's, his work ethic is just through the roof. It's He wants to be going, going all the time. If he's not on the ice, he wants to be lifting and um, I think he's going to focus a little bit more on recovery and taking care of his body in between games. Um, but you're right. It's Cooper said it, it's a 62 game season with him um, and they need to get points. So I think he's going to play a lot. I think Jonas is going to play as well. Um, but I don't think anything's going to change in terms of Vassy's playing time, whether he had the injury or not. It seems like he's healthy and he's ready to go and, and they're going to play him. Agreed. Our next question, Chris, this is for you from Vince. Who is the most underrated player, underrated player in the league? And why is it Brandon Hagel? <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of underrated players in the NHL, and Brandon Hagel's definitely right near the top of the list. Um, Cooch is near the top of the list, too. I mean, he's still he's getting his recognition this year a little bit more, but still underrated for me. Like he should always be in the conversation of these top players in the NHL when guys are talking about McDavid's and Matthews and um you know McCars and whatever guys like that he's he's right in that conversation he should be right near the top he's proving it he's the scoring leader in the NHL this year he might be my pick for he might be my pick for most underrated but Hagel is right there and Gabby and I again on the dad's trip last night we had we probably talked to Brandon's dad Dwayne for an hour when we got back from dinner if Lightning fans could have sat in on that conversation like you guys love Brandon Hagel now. You would have loved him tenfold more after yes. after hearing, you know, some of the things his dad was saying just about um, the process of him signing his contract extension and his mindset of wanting to play for the Lightning and wanting to play for a team that wants him and not wanting to worry about gouging the team for money and just making as much as he possibly can. Um, there's just so many good things came out of that conversation that – maybe we could expand on another time when we when we can kind of think back on the conversation and think back to the main points but just so many good things were said he's Brandon was obviously raised by really good parents and his values his core values are just are really good and great person great player he's showing it this year um, and again we've talked about this too with a lot of the times you see athletes I said this last night in the NFL and other leagues will get their contract extension and they'll fall off a little bit and won't work as hard and Maybe they're not putting in as much effort and they got their money and that's it. And you've seen the exact opposite with with Brandon Hagel this year. He's just as good as last year, if not better. I think he's already at 10 goals on the year. And I think he's in double digits now. So it's, I mean, he's just, his ability to play on any line. He could play first, second, third, or fourth. We've seen Cooper move him around. Me and you love him on the point and Kucherov line. Love it. Just the chemistry is just so good with those three. But his ability to move up and down the lineup, penalty kill he's been so good all year him and Sorelli on that pair and he just goes all the time and we've again this is another thing we've said if you had 18 Brandon Hagels on your team you'd be a really really good team just the guy's work ethic is incredible on the ice like he's always moving his feet 
Um, he loves the game of hockey. You can see it like every game matters to him. Um, and it sounds like he's becoming more of a leader as well in the locker room. His dad said he's been speaking up a little bit more. And we talked about uh, his press conference after the loss to Toronto in overtime when he said it's embarrassing the way they're losing in overtime and kind of called the team out for their effort. Um, and then I don't know if it was the next game or a couple games later, Cooch missed the game with an illness and, and Brandon Hagel was wearing the A as an alternate captain. So I don't think you could say anything bad about him as a player, a person. Like he just checks every single box. Um, what a trade by Julian Breezeball to get him. And I think Lightning fans at the time thought they gave up a lot. I mean, now they'd probably give up even more to get him. And uh, just the, the contract thing for me was what really stuck out with his with his uh, the conversation with his dad. And you know, his dad said when you were in Chicago, if you could have gotten a, an, an offer for two and a half million a year, you would have been through the roof. Like you're getting this much money be grateful and and be happy that there's a great team in the NHL that wants you. There's other teams around the league that maybe you wouldn't want to play for, even if you were playing for more money. Um, so just his perspective on the whole thing is great. He's a great guy to talk to always for us, um, kind of going off the, the path of underrated player here, but just giving him his flowers in, in all regards. Um, he's always just such a great, great guy to deal with, great player on the ice, and he does deserve to be in that conversation for most underrated player in the league. But you know, it's tough because every team has has guys that don't get enough recognition. And um, but he's right up there. I mean, he really has been a key player for the Lightning and Lightning fans are going to get to see him for a long time. So it's really exciting. Yeah. Great player. Great person. I love his style of play, Chris. I feel like he wears his emotions on his sleeve. Mm -hmm. If he's angry, you're going to see him screaming at someone <laughs> and or scoring as a result. Um the interviews that I get with him, that we get with him, he is so honest and so funny. Mm -hmm. um, I appreciate both of those aspects. And yes, his dad, wonderful. We've met his family. There may or may not be a Bolts Beginnings coming out with Mr. Brandon Hagel soon. Um, so you'll get a chance to see a little bit more of his family and where he came from. But his dad, Dwayne, was wonderful. And I think, Chris, you touched on it and really summarized it well. But for me, in the simplest of terms, his dad knew that Brandon wanted to be in Tampa, and he knew that the Tampa Bay Lightning wanted Brandon, and it couldn't have worked out any better. Exactly. Okay. Plus minus segment. I got to just oh, tell everyone that no, no one's going to like my plus or my minus. I don't know what was happening. I think maybe it's been a busy, chaotic week that I've just been getting through it and hasn't, and I haven't really been keeping track, Chris. Um, cause I could say it's been a wonderful week, but then that would probably mean I had an amazing plus and I don't. So <laughs> yeah. Why don't you get us started? Cause both of mine are just like, uh, try, try harder. Well, you've tried very hard and it has been a busy <laughs> week for you. I will start with my plus. This is tough because I really wanted to give Cooch the plus because his week is just unbelievable. Yeah. He gets second star of the NHL of the week only because McDavid somehow managed to go off even more than he did. Um, but Cooch, he's not going to be my plus, but got to give him his flowers as well. I mean, six-point game, ties the franchise record, set by a defenseman, by the way, which is kind of crazy. That and that's the team's uh, first year of existence, I believe, Doug Crossman. But, I mean, he had three points in the second and third period, uh, 18 three-point periods in his career now, past Marty St. Louis for the most in Are franchise you sure history. Cooch isn't your plus? <laughs> I know. I'm just saying. He's not going to be my plus, though, because... My plus this week is going to be Steven Stamkos. He's playing 
really good hockey right now. He's sitting on 199 career power play goals. Ooh. As we know, he's been scoring on the power play a lot. Um, one more power play goal. Maybe he got it in the Colorado game. You guys are listening now, but he's going to become just the 20th player in NHL history to score 200 power play goals. 20. I mean, that's crazy. This guy is just, you can never take him for granted, his ability to score goals, um, but also just, you know, we've talked about just how great of a person he is, um, the leadership qualities that he brings. Actually, that was another thing we talked to to Dwayne Hagel about was how much Brandon was impressed with that, with, with Stammer, just the way he's a true pro and how much that matters um, in the NHL and in a dressing room. You know, he pointed to a couple other teams around the league that, you know, could have a lot of talent, but maybe don't have that veteran presence and um, guys that hold other guys accountable. And I just think Stammer, for what he's doing right now, like he deserves so much credit because he's played, I'm looking now, he's played 19 games this season and he's pointed in, uh, it looks like 15 of those games. 15 of 19 like I mean he's still he's a point per game player again 23 points in 19 games Uh, he's riding a four game goal streak going into the the Colorado game Um, and again like I've said this a million times but just the way he goes about his business and I think he's done everything the right way his whole career uh, on the ice off the ice with me and you talking to him like he's just such a great guy such a great captain and deserves a lot of credit for you know, this is a guy that had some major injuries in his career and he's been able to stay healthy for the past three seasons now and 106 points two years ago. Uh, again, a point per game player again last year at 84 points in 81 games and he's doing it again this year. I mean, he's uh, just a great captain to have and someone that the Lightning uh, Lightning fans should never take for granted because he's a first ballot Hall of Famer and, you know, his numbers are really impressive. And like I said, going to become the 20th player in league history with 200 power play goals and he's coming up on some big big names just in terms of of goals all around that he's scored in his career the total um coming up on guys like Maurice Richard and some really big names that he's going to end up passing um so he's my plus this week how about you that was really good thank you but unfortunately I didn't really listen to one thing you said because I was only thinking about what you tweeted you have to share with our listeners (gasps) about what he said to his dad on Monday, morning skate before the Colorado Avalanche game, there was a family, I'm going to call it a family photo with players, staff, dads, or brothers, or father-in-laws. And uh, that was a special moment. Mm-hmm. Chris, you caught a little bit of a conversation. Guys, I just have to say it one more time. I said Brandon Hagel is very funny in interviews. Steven Stamkos, not necessarily in interviews, but just in life is hilarious he's so funny yeah he's quick with like the one-liners similar to how brandon is but yeah that was literally one of the biggest reasons i made him my plus was just to tell that story i didn't do it so but yeah so they took the all the dads came on the ice after the after morning skate got a group photo and um you know morning skates over and guys are you know dads are taking photos with their sons on the ice and guys are getting group photos and just all kinds of pictures being taken and I think Stammer was like waiting for his dad to come off and he's like, come on, dad, aren't you going to come untie my skates? So that was just a, it was so I couldn't help but laugh out loud when I heard it. It was just so funny as and it's just cool. Like I said, um, I think we were talking about this, but for the dad's trip, like I think it probably for guys like Stammer and Hetty um, and Gino, like I think guys that are now dads, like I feel like it probably means a little bit more to to those guys um, being on these trips and spending that time with their dads and 
Stammer's a guy that's he's going to be uh, untying skates for a lot of years ahead of him with Poor his boys. Her. So yeah, but that was that was a very funny moment and cool that you know we were able to be on the ice and and experience some of those candid moments of the guys with their dads. It was a lot of fun. It was a great great morning. All right, so. Chris, like you highlighted Kucherov, there there are so many pluses. Dad's trip for one, but we've already gone mm-hmm. on and on about it. Um, Braden Point with his hat trick. Yes. I sat next to Mr. Point at the big team dinner. Amazing guy. Amazing. Um, there are so many things. So I'm, of course, going to take a left turn and just talk about something not hockey related that people may or may not be excited to hear. Like I said, it's not my best work. But Thanksgiving, it's over. It's gone. I like the Thanksgiving holiday, but it's not my favorite holiday. Mm-hmm. My plus is that now we can officially, because I don't really like decorating and doing all the Christmas stuff until after Thanksgiving. So now that it's over, we can officially get into the Christmas spirit. Yes. That this is, is my great plus. plus. Great I'm plus. seeing all the lights around here in Denver. The trees are decorated. Mine's not, at least not yet. Um... <laughs> Christmas gifts, shopping, lots of shopping online. I need everyone to know to make sure I stick to it. I've given up shopping for myself until after the Christmas holiday, but that doesn't mean I'm not shopping constantly for other people. Um, But yeah, I feel like we're really getting festive here, and I'm very excited about it. I'm allowing myself to fully fall into the Christmas spirit, whereas prior to Thanksgiving, I was a little bit hesitant. Mm -hmm. But Chris, we're there. Oh, I see. How could you call that a bad plus? I I was almost my plus. Really? Yeah, I love Christmas. It's just the best. Great minds think alike. Yep. And I got to give props to Gabby for uh, her shopping control. We Thank got you. here, and there's a mall right across the street. <laughs> tell tell uh tell the listeners about the the recommendation you got for the mall because Gabby and I love shopping so much, and we're both trying to I think kind of cool it a little bit. Um, Gabby's done a great job, but the temptation is there. Um, as evidenced by something Gabby was told like as soon as we got here. Yes, as soon as we got here, um, seeing families, there was a lovely little surprise waiting for us at the hotel when we got off the bus, and that surprise was Mikey Aceman's mom, his twin sister, and his dog. He loves his dog. We've talked about the dog on the podcast before, but the dog lives here in Denver. So they were waiting outside the hotel for when he arrived. It was lovely. I chatted with his mom then. I chatted with his mom at the rink the other day. An amazing woman. She (laughs) was just too kind, very funny, very chatty, just like myself. And she couldn't believe that I hadn't been at the mall yet. She highly recommended (laughs) it, said the shopping here is phenomenal. Have you gone? Why haven't you gone? You have to go. All of these stores, this, that, and the other. I don't think I told her that I was not shopping for myself. I probably just said I had lots of Christmas presents to buy. But yeah, Chris, it's very tempting. Thankfully, we've been very busy, and I don't think many of the dads are going into the stores that I would like to go into. Probably not. Although I think some of them did pop over to get, like, Long Johns for the cold Broncos Mm. game. But yes, shopping around here is good, and I resist it. Yeah, props to you. And a good plus. Christmas is the best holiday, in my opinion. We love, as I've said before on here, our walks to the garage uh, down Channelside Drive and Water Street with all the Christmas lights mm. are up now. It's so pretty. It's great. Um, so good plus. You Thank ready you. for my minus? Yeah, your minus is going to be so much better than mine. My, my minus stinks. Your turn. Probably not. Like My minus isn't great this week. Um, shout out to Mikey O'Halloran, uh, one of shout the lightning out. video guys. He had a great minus, but we can't 
We can't. We're not. Steal we're it. not minus thieves around here. But his minus was uh, showers that you have to get into to turn on because it's kind of like that at the hotel here, where you have to like you can't just open the shower door and turn it on and not get wet. It's one of those ones where you almost have to walk in, and that's a great minus. So Chowda, good job. Um, but I won't be stealing it. My minus this week is my neighbor. <laughs> Uh, this guy. Wait, do you think your neighbor listens to the pod? No. And if he does, good, because he needs to hear this. <laughs> oh, this is good. This is juicy. I haven't heard anything about this neighbor. I don't think ever. So my neighbor is a grown man. He's older than me. He's probably in his 40s or 50s, I would I would think. He lives below me because I live on the second floor. And he loves to watch movies just blaring the volume like to the point 100 like 100 to the point where i have my feet on the floor of my living room and like the floor is shaking oh and this is a grown man like this isn't a a college kid you know on a friday night like pre-gaming with the music turned on this is um it's become a theme during the week um and i understand that you know there's there's quote-unquote quiet hours at like apartment complexes where at a certain time you're supposed to be quiet and you know, if it's eight, nine, even 10, like I'm, f- it's fine. Like I understand people stay up and, and watch m- movies and TV, um, but it goes into like the 1130 midnight kind of hour. This is crazy. Yeah. And it's become a regular thing and I've let it slide and it was going the other night like crazy, like middle of the week, loud, late, late at night. And I was like, I'm, I'm done. Uh, I'm going to go down there and knock on the guy's door and say something because I can't keep doing this. So I go downstairs and I knock on, I give like a a three knocker, just like a boom, 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 not anything aggressive, stand there for, I don't know, 30 seconds, no answer. And I'm like, did he maybe uh, just turn his TV on and like go somewhere? But it was super late during the week. I walk right over um, the parking lots right there. His car's there because I see him getting in and out of his car. So I know he's home. So I go back over and I'm like, maybe he can't hear me over his ridiculously loud action movie that he's watching in here so i knocked three times again a little bit harder but again not really aggressive it was just like a boom 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 three knocks and we have peepholes on our apartment door and i saw it get dark like he had his lights out and i saw it get dark so i know he looked no didn't answer the door did the volume go down so i waited again like another 45 seconds and i tried one more time knocked again three times doesn't answer and I'm like okay I'm not standing here all night so I just gave up and I went back upstairs and after about two and a half minutes the volume had gone down and that was it for the night um but to me to not answer the door coward move that's I don't respect it and uh hopefully you got the message but I think since then I've heard the the movies again kind of loud but uh my minus is my neighbor I didn't have anything too great other than that and um yeah if you listen to this please just turn your volume down that's pretty good and pretty inconsiderate of your neighbor, yeah. considering those circumstances. Mm-hmm. I'm proud of you for approaching. And even though he was cowardly and did not open the door, it seems like your message was received. I hope so. I hope so. I mean, to look in the people and not answer. <sighs> Crazy behavior. I mean, but... you're kind of intimidating. Maybe the neighbor was scared. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next week, we're going to check check back in and see if your neighbor has uh, cleaned up mm-hmm. the act. Okay, my not exciting minus, of course, ties back to the dad's trip, Chris, and our time spent at the Broncos game. 
like we previously mentioned, we were in the sun. Like mm-hmm. we were actually in a pretty good spot. Oh my gosh, my computer looks like it's going to die. We got to hurry this up. Um, <laughs> this could be bad. Uh, pretty good spot. And we were comfortable. We left as soon as we walked like where you get food concessions. It was like a million degrees colder. So cold. It was terrible. Um, got on the bus, went back. I was still cold. So I took a little walk. I needed to pick me up. I went to get a coffee. I actually love coffee. I'm still kind of new to it, but I only ever get iced coffee. I was freezing. I got a hot coffee. Yes. Probably the worst decision of my life. Oh. That is my minus. Coffee that is hot. I just don't like it. I don't like iced coffee. Yeah, see? I Cuz I don't really like the taste of coffee, and I think I like I don't oh, hate see, it. I think I do. Yeah. I tiramisu for the first time uh <laughs> this weekend, which isn't that a coffee flavored dessert? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, so I'd never had it cuz I don't like the taste of coffee. Um but it was great. It was really good. But I don't really like iced coffee because I don't care for the taste that much. Hot coffee I like cuz it wakes me up. It gives me those, you know, that those jitters a little bit. So that's why I like it. All right, we'll accept Gabby's minus of hot coffee. Everyone likes their own thing. I actually get told all the time that I'm a psycho for drinking hot coffee like during the summer in Tampa, but it's just because I don't like iced coffee. But it's fine. Everyone has their own things. Now we're going to move on to the question corner. Going to read our favorite disclaimer for the question corner. Each Tuesday morning as Into the Blue drops, we are giving you a chance to win an autographed puck from a lightning player. In the show, we'll give you a question that we asked a player in the locker room. You fans have until Sunday night to get your guess as to what their answer is in by responding to our post on X from the Bolts radio account or emailing boltsintotheblue at gmail.com. We'll pick one winner at random from all correct entries. No purchase or payment necessary. Restrictions apply. Visit tampabaylightning.com forward slash into the blue for full rules, prize description, odds, and other info. Void where prohibited. That was really good. Thank you. (laughs) So our question, do you want me to take it? Yeah, why not? Our question from last week was for Nick Perbix. If there was one non-traditional food that Nick Perbix could permanently add to the Thanksgiving menu, what would it be? His answer was? I don't know if it's true. I guess one Thanksgiving, my family actually made a big prime rib. That was pretty good. My dad's a pretty good cook, so he made... Made a big one. I guess that's not traditional. And the winner is no one. (laughs) (laughs) Come on. We need more guesses. I think Mm -hmm. people got fairly close, right, Chris? Yes. Yeah, two people guessed steak. You were very close. You didn't get it. You didn't get it. It's okay. Again, these questions are meant to be hard, so don't get discouraged. (laughs) It's going to happen for you. You could possibly get this one. The new question is, if Tyler Mott was in charge of cooking dinner tonight, what would he cook? Couldn't tell you. (laughs) I actually couldn't tell you. We asked him this a while ago, and I kind of forget. But don't worry. We have his answer, and we will be playing that in the next episode of Into the Blue. Chris, any final thoughts? That's it. Love you guys. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Go Bolts. Follow Lightning Radio on social media at Bolts Radio. And don't forget to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you never miss an episode of Into the Blue.